And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. MASH has always been my favorite television show. The theme song was the first thing I learned to play on the French horn in seventh grade. I bet y'all didn't know that. (laughs) I remember staying up after the 10 o'clock news to watch it at 10.30 when I was in high school. And this past Thursday on Veterans Day, I caught a MeTV special remembering that final episode the one that I still believe is the best final finale for a series of all time. I like MASH, not simply because it dealt with emotional, moral, and ethical issues throughout its run, but because my dad looked like Alan Alda when I was growing up. And so watching it always reminded me of him, especially in those years when he was away from home and we couldn't get to see him. Watching MASH was a comfort for me when my father was away, which was a lot, as he was an expat in my growing up years. MASH, like most sitcoms, is formulaic in its episodes. There's usually some crisis introduced and two to three storylines that are interwoven, culminating in some brilliant resolution with lots of one-liners thrown in to make sure the situation didn't get too serious. My favorite episodes were always those that spotlighted Hawkeye Pierce and his father, who was back at home in Crabapple Cove. Whenever Hawkeye wrote to his father, he exposed a depth to his psyche and his character that was typically well protected in the day-to-day grind of living in a mash unit and dealing with the horrific effects of war. I think that's why in the final episode when Hawkeye is in a mental hospital, he cannot write to his father. One-liners just don't seem to work. The nightmare that is war has gotten to Hawkeye, and embracing the reality and truth of human suffering becomes too much to bear. Though Hawkeye keeps it light and humorous in the surgical theater of a frontline army hospital when it comes to his own need for healing, that humor doesn't serve him. Day after day, Hawkeye Pierce and Colonel Potter, Frank, Father Mulcahy, Hot Lips, Houlihan, and all the rest stood by those operating tables offering again and again the same sacrifices that never took away the war. They would patch kids up only for them to be sent back out onto the battlefield. And they became more and more disgusted with the pointlessness of it all. And though this is not a sermon about war, it is a sermon about our focus. In the number of episodes that called out the horrors of war and death and destruction of life that littered the MASH unit's daily existence, what got them through was each other. No matter how bad things got, no matter how much they disappointed one another or didn't live up to one another's expectations, or played tricks on one another, 
They didn't turn their backs on each other. They found a way forward together. In these last several weeks, we've been talking about how the author of the letter to the Hebrews recognized that the community was beginning to drift apart. They were neglectful of their duty as Christians and beginning to abandon their faith. They had become laps in church attendance and forgotten the communal, moral, and even liturgical implications of worship in their common and daily life. They weren't moving forward, in large part because they were no longer together. They had become distracted and distanced by a life that was not under threat or suffering, but because life had become one of ease. This community seems to consist mainly of Jewish Christians, those of the Jewish faith that had embraced the teachings of Jesus and understood him to be the Messiah. Now, though, they are no longer beholden to a covenant of sin that required some sort of perfection under the law. Instead, they have embraced the realization of the covenant that they and their ancestors kept with God. No longer is sin and lawless deeds remembered, They are forgiven. These people have been sprinkled clean and are of true heart. The community of the Hebrews understood that, and they are commended for it. But the thing that is missing is their gathering together to continue to support and provoke one another on toward love and good deeds. The author of Hebrews understands what the writers of MASH capitalized on. In times of hardship and suffering, not only do we need each other to get through it, we need each other to maintain our hope and our encouragement and even our basic humanity. In times when we are not under threat of recessions and wars, famines, or viruses, we begin to drift away from one another, even from God. The writer of Hebrews is in no small way exhorting the faithful to go back to church, to encourage others to go back to church, even if it takes some provoking, some prodding. It is not a coddling or a half-hearted invitation. It is a reminder that we are only as good as other people encourage us to be. When we are alone, divided from one another, and focused on our own needs and self-interest, we begin to spiral downward into selfishness in pursuit of what we believe will make the world a better place with little concern as to how that belief might affect our neighbors. Gathering together in this world challenges us to look outside our own box and see things from varying perspectives. Some we might vehemently disagree with, others we really don't care about, and many that we try to ignore. At the end of the day, it is those who we live in tension with that will define the truth of our world and our willingness 
to be provoked into good deeds. There was a lot of tension between various characters in the MASH series, most especially Pierce and Honeycutt versus Margaret and Frank. After Frank left the show, that tension evolved in particular ways, and most especially in the relationship between Hawkeye Pierce and Margaret Houlihan. I never found the tension between Hot Lips and Hawkeye to be romantic, though in a few episodes where they grew in respect for one another, and it seemed like they might develop a romantic interest, they invariably did not grow in their like for one another. Which is why in that final episode, when they are all saying their goodbyes, and each is leaving in their own way, Colonel Potter on his horse, BJ on his motorcycle, Hawkeye by helicopter, right before they all depart, Hawkeye and Hot Lips share a kiss to end all kisses in any television series I have ever witnessed. And in that moment, the others witnessing it begin to feel uncomfortable and awkward, shifting and looking anywhere but at these two people who have had this love-hate relationship for all of these years. And you realize that what has gotten these two people through the inhumane and devastating years of war is their ability to connect as human beings. They remind each other that they are human and that life is always driven toward hope. Nations rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. But in the end, when peace exists, it is people that remind us of our sincerity, our integrity, and our abundant faith. One individual to another drives us forward, engineers our hope, and helps us to truly live. I am so grateful for your presence, for your being here. You inspire that apathy and fear to not rule our hearts. In response to this call from the letter to the Hebrews, I pray that we find the grace and the power to provoke others and that positive sense of disrupting the apathy and fear that holds them back. From embracing the overwhelming and empowering love of God, the love that we know as a Christian community, the love that we know because each of us here present, and for those who aren't, we are beloved children of God. And if we do not provoke one another on toward love and good deeds, who will? Amen.